Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Hello and welcome to My Ultimate Year, the comic book podcast and reading club where we go through all of the Ultimate Universe one issue at a time. I'm Charlotte, the comic book Rainbow Belt, and I'm joined today by, by Doc Zine, the Alternate Universe version of Zach, who is a duck. Hi, Z- Hi Doc. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, pretty good. And uh, I'm not sure if people caught it with your accent, but uh, this week you are Sh- Charlotte. Uh, Fiera, which is the onion version of Charlotte, is that anything? That, <laughs> God, that was that was sweaty. <laughs> Oof. Do, do you know onions aren't animals? <laughs> I well, you put me on a spot. I couldn't think of. I mean, all right, let's let's workshop a the, the Charlotte French word for right the French word for cat is chat. So I could be mm. Charlotte. Oh, there you go. Okay, great, yep. perfect. We solved it. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point of any uh, joke construction is just to solve it and to get the joke out. Yeah, um, definitely. It doesn't matter if I laugh or if anyone else laughs. It's done. Uh, duck scene really cracked me up. Thank you. <laughs> that's really good. Um, yeah, that's a wild part of these comics is the animal. But it's universe. kind of my favorite part of that specific comic. Like oh yeah, it easy. It's a, a it's wild. a very boring comic. Before yeah. that, <laughs> that happens. Um, speaking of boring comics. Unfortunately, the Ultimate Universe ends with kind of a series of boring it comics. It really with... goes out with a thud. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it doesn't even feel like it goes out. That's the thing. Is like It's very much kind of just like... Yeah. Uh, like, it almost ends with Ultimate FF. You know, like, you can feel the letters pages being like, we can't wait to show you what we're building here. And then one issue later, it's like, oh, we had a great run. <laughs> we had a great yeah, ride. It feels like they were warned at the last issue that this was the end, which there's no way that was the case. Like they, they must have known at least a year in advance. No, I don't but, know. Maybe not. I mean, Cause like there is a, uh, there is a letters page here where um, Joshua Fielkov at the uh, end of ultimate FF number one, like, Talks about it as if he's like very excited to be building something up here with this series, and he gets yeah. six issues on it. Um, I mean, it, I looked it up, and it was like before the Ultimate Universe ended. This was like eight months before, something like that. So, yeah, it's it's very close. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, really weird. It's very strange, and it it does show. You know what? It's very in line with the Ultimate Universe, which is not concluding things, not having particularly satisfying conclusions always just saying like here's the next big thing instead of like focusing on finishing up a core story and then just letting the next thing build on its own um yeah like it it relies on its endings being impactful by saying well what about if next time something happens even if that gets immediately undercut by the next comic so like you know i wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) it's very (laughs) indicative i feel like this is you know it, it is not like we go out with this big like but you know what? They really pulled it all together at the end. It goes out 
about the same way it's always churned along, which is to say, kind of a mixed bag. Um, and kind of goes out on the, oh, it's time, it's time this was over <laughs> notes. For at least I, for most of it. Yeah, I, I don't think I would say that about Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man, I was actually, like, you can almost see him rushing to get all the threads um, that he's, yeah. like, he's woven, get them all tied together at the very end here. I mean, I guess it's more like, it's time there was a, a big change-up of direction or that it was over. But, like, the way it's currently being led is just not working for the most part. I think it's... I think it's because... It's gotten, like, too big and too sprawling to, like, continually play in the sandbox. It feels like they, they've lost, like, control over what this world is, right? And because of the ultimate, like, the nature of the ultimate universe where they can kill off characters and they can make big changes, they have kind of eradicated a lot of their toys, right? Like, especially in Ultimatum a while ago. Like, you can't be like, all right, you know... What, what are we going to do with the Ultimate Universe? Well, let's really focus on, like, revitalizing an Ultimate Daredevil. That will be, like, a new core title. And it's like, no, we killed him off screen in, uh, you know, yeah. Ultimatum 4 or whatever. Um, X-Men, right? Like, they have killed off a lot of those characters. I'm, like, a mix. Sometimes I, like, I kind of appreciate that they can just do that. But it's not like they've built up much else. So besides Spider-Man, Spider-Man still feels it has, like, a core identity. And you know what you're getting with that comic. The rest of the Ultimate Universe... It's just kind of all over the place often. Um, and they don't have Mark Miller anymore, who, like, Mark Miller brought a lot of, uh, I don't know, creativity to the Ultimate Universe. Um, he hasn't been around yeah, in a while. That's that's a word for it. It is, but, I mean, you know... It is. We'll, no, we'll talk, I agree, I agree. We'll talk about this at the end. I think we'll kind of, like, touch on the Ultimate Universe as a whole. But it really, like, yeah. this is Bendis and Miller's show. And Bendis stuck around yeah. to the end, and Miller left. And, like, the two of them, I think, are pretty clearly the strongest, like architects of this whole um this whole yeah. endeavor hickman shows up and does some good comics but like he is not you know here long enough to really be considered i, I don't know a huge part of this i think um yeah he so, has, yeah like, even he when miller goes off influence, the rails but yeah 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 but i i feel like he has a bigger influence on other comics than <laughs> than these um yeah, I guess he does kind of influence where, like, Ultimate X-Men goes. I mean, um, you know what? In quite a big way. Jeff Loeb is set, was certainly an architect of the Ultimate Universe. Right, for yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he adds some consequences. Right, and I think <laughs> that say. actually, like, his blasé kind of, like, careless attitude uh, that you can read in the comics where, like, yeah. things just happen. It doesn't really, like, it's done for the wow effect or the shock effect not necessarily for the uh, like building a character or building a world uh, necessarily. It's very like, what can I do right now in this exact moment to get the audience to go, whoa! <laughs> and maybe that's all the Avengers sitting around at a party watching Tony Stark's sex tape. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. And uh, <laughs> in the mood being sad. That's the like, that's the best part. <laughs> it's like a sad mood in the room while the yeah. sex tape is playing. Um <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's get into the comics. Well, actually, before that, if you want to support this show <laughs> as it ends, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. For as little as $5 a month, you get access, six months early access to this show, and you will get uh, our new show, Extra Issues, beginning next month, um, that should be out October 1st, and uh, that is following the same model as my ultimate year. It's going to be six months early access to that, so... Um, our first episode on Watchmen, the uh, the original Alan Moore series, is going to be October 1st. That's coming out six months early on Patreon 
will be out to the public on the I think on the My Marvelous Year feed uh, six months later. So if you do want access to that, um, back us over on Patreon. If yes, uh, I guess if you're listening to this now, so that October first is a date that you could back by, then you're already backing us. So maybe the message is a little moot. Um, keep backing us is what I'm saying. Don't hit that cancel button. Uh, and if you're and listening to this on like March first, something like that, April yeah, first, that's, uh, you that's have six episodes uh, waiting for you on the Patreon. Yeah, you should have the entire um, superhero subversions series that we did. All six episodes um, of that should be waiting for you on the Patreon yeah. now. I think it's April first. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I just took your word for it. <laughs> and uh, Wait, let's no, see what else. I, I don't. I'm, it yes. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and then uh, if you're you listening to see... this on April first, you have five, six episodes on the Patreon and one uh, <laughs> one yes. waiting for yeah. you on the public feed. For a dollar a month, you can get access to our spreadsheet where we uh, list all the comics we're doing for My Marvelous Year, Extra Issues, and, of course, My Ultimate Year. And uh, if you're in our Slack, I think that's where I'm going to put up... I'm going to put up the polls for voting on one one of the uh, comics episodes that we're going to be doing for Extra Issues is going to be up for a user or a listener poll. So I'll be putting those on Patreon and on the Slack. Um, I think that's about it for preamble. Oh, yeah, Extra Issues. It's our new show. We're going to be covering superhero subversions. There's a, a full announcement for this on the My Marvelous Year feed. So uh, mid-September, I think it was September 4th episode, um, there's a uh, like a 10-minute announcement if you want to get into the details. But we're going to be covering for the first six episodes superhero subversion comics, all outside of Marvel and DC, starting with Watchmen. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into this and let's save the best for last i think let's go in the order here that i have i did switch the order in the spreadsheet um all new ultimates first before miles morales because i think they referenced each other in some weird ways um so ultimate ff one through six this is not fantastic four uh it is the future foundation but it's i don't know it's kind of a weird fantastic four i guess sue storm is the leader um it's written by it, it joshua really feels more all new ulti- all new ultimates than the all new ultimates comics feels like it's kind of yeah. just an ultimate slash ff team yeah totally yeah it, it definitely does because the uh yeah the all new ultimates is really like young ultimates and uh yeah anyway so this is joshua hale fielkov and then the first few issues they uh they mix up the pencilers it's tom grummet and mario Guevara. And then it switches over on number four. And I want to, I'm just pointing this out, especially because Andre Lima Arejo, uh, who Arejo's work, I really like at the end. I just wanted yeah, to make sure I, I agree. point out his stuff. It's very European. Um, I feel yeah. like we, it's, it's a little it, Mobius. It kind of makes me like, yeah, I completely agree. That's what it made me think of too. Speaking of which, we got to cover Mobius for extra issues. I can't believe you and I haven't talked about Ooh, this yet. Yeah, that's I've true. never... I've never read we'll any of this. We'll probably do comics. a European like, comics at some point. We're... Yeah, but I feel like Mobius could, uh, you know, dictate an entire series all his own, right? That's like, a, that's like a... there's enough stuff there, and uh, it's notable enough. Anyway, Arejo, yeah, um, Arejo's uh, yeah, stuff is very European. It's very like soft, <laughs> and and I'm getting ahead of myself because I just want to talk about this art. But it's really it's really funny stuff. Uh, especially, it's a great pick for when we get all the like animal Avengers. Yep. Um, yeah. Like, it works great, but even before that, there's some, <laughs> like, it's just very, what's the word? It's very soft. It's very, um, like, silly-looking faces. Um, there's a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Here's, 
I have a question for you, Charlotte. Do you know? Do you know that meme? I think it was a Vine, or it might have just been do on you YouTube. Do you know that meme? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was really mean. Uh, well, just wait till you hear the whole thing, and then you can really make yep. fun of me. Do you know that There's meme where? There's nothing funnier than a 35 year old explaining a meme on a podcast. I'm not explaining. Oh my god. <laughs> This will all make sense eventually. The, you know the meme with the little dinosaur and he goes... <laughs> and then the other dinosaur goes... Yee! Oh, I know Yee. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know Yee, but you don't know the 10 second video that it comes from. No, no I, I know I know. Kids ye, today don't know. <laughs> don't even do their homework. Anyway, there's a shot of Doctor Doom here the, the kind of goatee doctor doom where he looks exactly like the oh, guy <laughs> it's true. uncanny i pulled it up and i watched the video again to confirm that i wasn't crazy oh, and it is absolutely true it's so spot on that i actually and think that it might what? be a reference <laughs> i didn't love uh like goat looking doctor doom in like the initial ultimate fantastic four issues where that was a thing but with uh i think i can't remember the name of the artist but in that style i think it it really works. Like he, it's, yeah, he fits yeah. right in. Doctor Doom here is terrible. He shows up and it's like he didn't die. Ben Grimm didn't crush his head. He crushed Susan Storm's mom's head. <laughs> yep, that's the the twist here. Is it was like Sue Storm's mom in the the Doom mask uh, was the one who was like helping commit genocide back in Ultimatum, and uh, or like what, what, compelling Magneto, tricking Magneto into doing it. Um, and uh, so Doom is alive, and then he's just, it's the worst Doom writing I think we've ever seen. Like, his <laughs> character is just saying, shut up, you fool. Move aside, you fool. You all are cowards. Like, ever, like sometimes he literally just, it will be like three pages, and the only lines he has are just like insults. And not like funny ones, just being like, you're a coward. And then three panels later, you're a fool. And then three panels later, shut up, fool. Like... It's so boring. It's like the worst Doctor Doom. Yeah, and writing. and like there's literally nothing else to him. He's just like, then he's just hanging out with the team. Just like <laughs> yeah, them. it's very much just using and his, insulting uh, them, but still appearance. still being part of the team. And then like, and then in Ultimate Spider-Man, he's the head of Hydra, and there's absolutely no reconciling those two things. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I don't really what know. What... Neither neither of the two series mention the other one, so like. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really, really, really weird. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. Uh, Doctor Doom, it's like, let's bring him back for what purpose? We don't, I don't know. Um, Josh yeah. Fielkov, I have liked a bit uh, when we've read his stuff. He's done a lot of the Ultimate uh, X-Men stuff, and he did all the Utopia and uh, what's the other place called? Anyway, the uh, Reservation X arc and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, stuff that I liked okay, like, you know, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, didn't work perfectly and i think like is flawed but has some interesting ideas and doesn't quite pull it off but like not failures this is like <laughs> this is a big failure this comic is <laughs> such a big nothing and uh it's really funny because he has a letter page at the end and this is mean i'm i'm sorry uh joshua if you're listening i really respect some of your work uh and thank you for listening it's really nice to have creators finally giving me the credence i deserve um he has a letters page where <laughs> oh, he's no. uh he's like really talking about how excited he is about ultimate ff which like of course when you're working in the moment like you're excited about the project you're creating <laughs> but it reads as like this is a challenge it's a gauntlet throw down between us and every other comic on the stands 
I can promise you one thing every month from this book is something that's missing from a lot of comics these days. Fun. <laughs> I want you to leave each issue with a big dumb smile on your face because of how good a time you're having. Now stick around and let's blow some beep up. Uh, it's I mean, so funny reading that and then reading this book and just being like, nothing happens. I have no clue what's going on in this book. And then I like read the next issue and I'm like, they're fighting... Uh, like atlanteans because from another the, universe i think there's, there's a portal that opened and, and then namorita showed up oh namura i can't remember which one it's so um, hard oh and you even get the like everyone's favorite mcu joke which is that dr doom says namor namora and namorita <laughs> real original names like the yeah your name is fun- dr doom just don't don't talk <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so like i i've had a it's <laughs> i had a hard time thinking of another comic where i can less describe what the actual core story of the comic is than this like i have a really hard time describing I mean, what happens it in feels these. like the reading the comic gave me the same feel i have when i read like a earth 616 2010s comic and there's like Halfway through, there was an event, and the characters went into that event in another series, and then came back to it, and I feel like I've missed five issues in the middle, and that's kind of what happens here, like, (laughs) the first half and the second half feel like, oh, I I missed something here, like, those are two different stories, and I'm missing one story in the middle, and it just never happens, so it's just like, hey, this is two different three-story arcs of the same characters having widely different adventures and, like, kind of a different tone because the, the two art styles give very different tones to the comic. Yeah. I, and I like both, actually. Like, um, the Tom yeah, Grubb and Marie Guevara stuff, uh, I think, is okay. It doesn't, it doesn't work panel layout-wise. It's confusing sometimes, but I like, especially the colors. I think Jordi Belair comes in here for yeah. one issue. I don't love the style of the first part, but that's that comes more to pr- personal preference. Like there was no part of it was like, oh, this is really bad. It was just like mm, not not my favorite uh, kind of style. Yeah, but that's like that's it's mostly in comparison to the bottom half, which I really really like. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, wait, you like the second half of this? You really really like the second half? No, the the art, the art wise. I mean. Oh 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 yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yes, I'm I'm total agreement. Uh, the, the, I yeah. mean, one of the issues with the first one is it's it's literally just unclear what's happening often. Like, the, yeah, wait, the opening the opening page of this comic starts out, it says, New Jersey, site of Galactus event. And it's a construction site, and there's a big hole in the middle of the ground. Someone yells, stop! And then s- the next panel shows some goo hitting the ground, and a construction worker saying, what now? I thought we were cleared. And then the other guy says, yeah, and I thought I'd have a hot wife and a motorcycle. And I'm like, wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> like, why are we jumping into this already? Can I, this is a, div- a little bit of a diversion, but like this as a way to start your comic is one of the laziest and most like one of my most hated ways of starting a comic, which is like, we have to introduce a new threat. Okay. We open on two civilians yakking about some nonsense and they're probably going like, yeah, I never could get into that Buffy chick. I was more an alias guy. That's, this is a Brian Michael Bendis uh, character. <laughs> and then, yep. you know, these are like two 60-year-old cops, uh, and they're talking about, like, teen girls, celebrities. Um, and then they're t- 
exchanging some recent teen celebrity gossip and then something in an alley attacks them and kills them both cut to the superheroes and that's like your introduction to something's happening it's i hate it so much it's such i think it's such a lazy way of doing it and it's in so many comics of like introducing the villain through we just have to have them kill a couple civilians in the first page and also like it makes your comic is what like 25 pages long and the first two pages give no information i have like just don't have to be here because nothing is explained to us we could just start the comic when the ff arrive and like what happened is explained there kind of i guess or, or you just <laughs> or well, it's shown but... in a more interesting way right i mean that, that's no i, I mean, mean it's like my I complaint is in the comic if you yeah. were to cut the first page and a half or something you'd still get the same comprehension of what's happening here yeah yeah i mean i don't want just the hero showing up and then a tech a block of text <laughs> just explaining like and here's the threat that we re- we received a report here's the threat like i do i guess i appreciate that it's showing something but it's just that like this is every comic this is so many superhero comics this is the first yeah. few pages just to show like we have to establish that there's a villain about okay well here's a couple criminals and they're mugging a woman and then something comes up from the shadows behind them and kills the two criminals like that this is Especially like 90s Batman, 90s, 2000s Batman comics. This is all over that stuff. Um, anyway, that's a small complaint compared to <laughs> the rest of this comic. Where like, things just don't... Like, the FF show up, which is the Future Foundation. Uh, it's Iron Man, Sam Wilson, Invisible Woman, and Machine Man, uh, Danny yeah. Ketch. Who, oh man, we learned a lot about him in the last batch of comics. And I'm really glad... That, that certainly I- was useful. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we learned about his background uh, in the Troubles, because that really informs his character here. Um, they uh, they go down... <laughs> I know but- what you mean by the Troubles, but because we're talking about Marvel, I always like have a visual <laughs> image of yeah. Trouble by Mark Miller. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's it, Canonically, when anyone <laughs> mentions the Troubles in the Marvel Universe, that's what <laughs> they're yep. talking about. Uh, equally as devastating, I think. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the... The uh, the thing, they, they find these construction workers that are all, like, morphed into these giant creatures. And uh, this is the first time they've seen them, right? So, like, they just see these monsters. They find these monsters at the site of this, like, big sinkhole. And Tony Stark says, do you think they're friendly? And Sue Storm says, they've just had a parallel dimension burst through their bodies, corrupting their DNA and instantaneously turning them into monsters. Friendly is not a word they understand right now. It's fine. The writing's whatever. Um... But also, I'm like, how, like, how do you know that? Like, you literally just found some monsters at a site where you're like picking up weird radiation, and that's it. It's just, it's just that kind of like blase attitude of like, let's just move on to the next big idea. I think it will be fun to have them fight monsters, and that's going to be like the big crazy. I mean, he says it like it's something the comics are missing, fun, and I think by that he just means big goofy ideas all thrown together. But like, you can't just throw a bunch of ideas together and have it work right like even the stuff at the end that we're laughing about the uh, animal avengers that's really fun but also it doesn't do anything with that it's mostly fun because like it's fun to see the art and the puns and that's about it uh at least for me yeah um yeah i think i think these comics are kind of a total failure i mean the tone the the direction the core identity of them does not work at all but we'll get to the, the main event oh wait <laughs> God, yeah, the main event of this, I just, it all just came rushing back to me. Uh, what, why the spider ham is here. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I, well, I forgot why he actually came here. So Miles, M- Miles Morhamis shows up, 
It's a spider pig. Um, he's real cute. Spider ham, excuse you. What? He bought a ham? His name is Spider Ham, not Spider Pig. We're not in The Simpsons here. Yeah? Oh god, I just watched The Simpsons movie last night. That uh, that's yeah. one of the best moments <laughs> of that movie is Spider Pig. Um, and uh, oh, I lost my train of thought thinking about The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Bruce Bunny, Reindeer Richards. <laughs> uh, I really yeah, like Sue Storm. Yeah. Simeon Storm. <laughs> Simeon Storm's really funny to me. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, it's like really stretching the definition of a pun. <laughs> well, I mean, some like Hulk Bunny. I don't. Oh, because it's Bruce Bunny. Yeah, it's Bruce okay. Bunny. I, I, guess. I didn't get Hulk Bunny. <laughs> Quacksilver. <laughs> it's a, oh, and the best one obviously is Galactopus. <laughs> yes, I, that's. Right. I mean, both and, both like, in design and the pun. Uh, the design. And I really love funny. the art of like. A huge Galactus with a duck, uh, duck beak. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. It, I mean, it's really, really funny. Beak, excuse me. Yep. Um, <laughs> I didn't even catch this one. Uh, I guess it's just um on the the fandom, but they mention a bunch of uh in a recap page. They mention some heroes in Squawkeye. Is <laughs> uh, a bird Hawkeye? That's pretty good. Wait, Hawkeye already has a bird name in it. <gasps> Never mind. Hulk, I'm not. Hulk. I. I'm not laughing anymore. His, his name? That would actually yeah. be... That's kind of... Hmm. <laughs> is that a good joke to just have, like, all these funny animal ones, but then the people who are just... Already have animal names in them, they're just that, and their names aren't changed? Is that a good joke? Because I think the Falcon has an other name in the Spider-Ham universe. Hmm. I, I was also surprised. Is this the, like, origin of, uh, like, the... I guess the Spider-Ham universe? Like, is this it, or... Do you mean is this where Spider Ham was introduced? Because yeah, it's not. no, Spider Ham okay, has not. been around since the like seventies. Oh, yeah, you're right. Peter Porker, <laughs> spectacular Spider Ham. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Okay, and I, I don't yeah. think that's the same Spider Ham universe because he's like Miles Miles Mohamed specifically says that his universe is like exactly the same as the Ultimate Universe, just with animals instead. And I don't think the original Peter Porker universe is like he's more like Earth six one six than like six in ten. Oh, he is actually from... Uh, no, never mind. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter, but I just thought it was... Uh, it's pretty funny. The <laughs> The reason why he's here is insane. Miles Morhamis says uh, his universe has been destroyed, and he basically has information that every universe that doesn't have a child between Sue Storm and Reed Richards has been destroyed. Right? So in order for yep. this universe to be saved, Reed Richards and Sue Storm need to have a baby. And, you know, Sue's like, no way, I'm not doing that. And then a few pages later, she's like, she marches off to the uh, Baxter building. And you're like, oh, is she going to like weirdly reconcile with the man? <laughs> and then, no, she ties him up <laughs> nope. and like begins to perform emergency surgery to extract the semen from his body, I guess. I <laughs> guess. I feel like there would be an easier way of doing that, Sue, but you do you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very strange. Also, it, I don't really know why. It's funny because it's like, this is clearly what's happening at the end of uh, number five here. And then number six, like, she's giving birth. She's confessing to Ben that it's uh, Reed's baby. Well, like, I feel like on... Ben knows. Yeah, well, Ben, I, I think <sighs> they're definitely having the conversation for the first time while she's giving birth. But then it turns out, no, it's not actually uh, Reed's baby. And she's like, it's your baby, Ben. Which, like, kind of undercuts the conversation she just had. It was confusing. No, I feel like the Ben, like, 
everyone knew she was pregnant with, uh, at least everyone thought she was pregnant with Reed's kid. Because like, yes. that's, that's what Ben thought too. Yes. Okay. And then she only reveals it after the baby's born. And it's some flimsy excuse yeah. like, I didn't want you to worry about your own baby. <laughs> I wanted you to think I was carrying a supervillain's baby. So instead I uh, lied to you and got pregnant with you without your consent? Yeah, right. That's the other... I'm like, wait, you're adults who have sex, right? And she was like, there's some line here where, I don't know, she somehow stole his semen? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's a lot of semen semen no i think shields stole his semen right 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 yes okay um uh, it's <laughs> wild uh, and also just funny because this is all coming from the ultipets universe like <laughs> like and the origin of this and, is spider ham and i guess this. the baby kind of like is made of light and solve the situation somehow mm-hmm. and like at no point is explained why she needs to have like in what way does her having a kid with Reed or in this case Ben solves the problem? Like what what does that know. do exactly? They I mean, you know, they're both they both have powers, so obviously their baby would save the universe from the, the Cyclops universe, which seems to be the threat here. <laughs> it's like a bunch of yeah. superheroes from another universe like, that are just all Cyclops. Also, like, is this is it explain why there are like incursions of cause they don't look like th- and I, I I don't know, I can't talk about it really, um, because it spoils stuff for 616 stuff happening at the same time, but like, there is a no. very similar thing. No, of course, right, on. yeah, yeah, Secret Wars is yeah, happening Yeah, there's a very similar thing in, going on in, in the same time in 616, and like, leading to Secret Wars, except it doesn't work the same, like, the invasions of other universes don't work the same or look the same at all, so is this what's going on, or is it... I don't know. It's really weird. I guess and we'll just have to I, wait a few years to find. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I I'm don't fa- know that we'll find out because I'm sorry. You're, you're focusing on the, the wrong part here, which is that. Reed <laughs> Let's Richard go back to bro- to Ben broke Simon. <laughs> yes, Reed Richard says. Fortunately, there's a shield lab nearby. I located the appropriate genetic material from Ben, and we performed the insemination. <laughs> ben goes. You performed the insemination, <laughs> and Nick Fury goes, or Phil Coulson goes. You raided a shield lab, and then that's it. <laughs> like no one else is that mad that Reed Richards. And then uh, like there's a performed. I guess sweet scene of everyone around the bed, including Reed Richards, who's still a genocidal maniac. Should I? Yeah, he gets the moment of like the girl isn't my child, but she's clearly powerful. That might be enough to save the world. And in the end, and that makes we're us all family. family right? It's like you killed billions of people. I think you <laughs> destroyed Washington D.C. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you in talking ben, about? And Ben's having zero reaction to being like like at the end he's I know. like wait what genetic material do you keep on file but it's like <laughs> wait how did they get your semen in the first place ben like <laughs> how did this happen yeah. i'm saying a semen semen a lot this episode <laughs> and <laughs> i think i want to every episode uh, <laughs> i think we'll find a reason to every day anyway it's it's this at least the first half is boring it's boring and confused this is wacky is wacky and confused um so yeah. I at least had a little bit of so bad it's good fun here. Um, oh yeah, and he, I think Miles tells them that Sue is going to fall in love with Doctor Doom, but that doesn't have any consequences. Like that's just something he says. And yeah, oh, and well, there's also like the plot of so we we talked about Ben having killed like he thought he killed Doom and he actually killed Sue's mom, but Sue doesn't know about like Ben killing either Doom or her mom. 
And like that's the thing in the first issues that Doom mentions it and Ben doesn't want her to know. And then it never pays off. We don't even know if Sue learns about it. Like it's, it's really unclear. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, maybe he didn't uh, didn't know that this was not going to continue and he's setting up more stuff. Not that it's interesting I stuff guess. to set up, but... Okay, no. let's move on. Are, are you all set with this? All new FF? Yep. Somehow more boring than the other Fantastic Four issues that we've read. Uh, somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's... Fin- Ultimate Fantastic Four overall has been a big oh, thing, which is very disappointing. I mean, it's saying something that I think... For me, hands down, the best Fantastic Four issues we've read are the Greg Land ones, um, which is pretty wild. I, like, I mean, I guess I agree with that. Like, like the that zombie, zombie stuff, stuff is yeah, zombie stuff's really fun. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. They show a little bit. Yeah. I liked the uh, the um, we got this artist drawing some of the zombie universe, which was fun, just to see like zombie Spider Man drawn in this very like soft doughy style that he does. Um, yeah. Oh, and good. Luke Cage trying to say "Sweet Christmas," but with his teeth falling apart yeah was right. a real weird moment <laughs> okay so all new ultimates is uh it's young avengers Something. yep <laughs> no well, don't you dare compare this to young avengers <laughs> okay listen i have just we're read, going to have some words here i've just read the gillen young avengers at least a few arcs of it and i don't think this is great but i do think it's slightly better than the gillen young avengers I'm going to come to your house and kill you <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not even close. I I like those Gitlin uh, comics just fine. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, the, these are a mess. Um, let's first talk about the writer is Michael Fife or Michelle Fife. God, I still me. can't believe you would compare this to Young Avengers. <laughs> well, I mean, that's clearly like I I think they say like at the end of the last arc they're like we're the Young Ultimates and <sighs> someone's like we'll just call ourselves the All New Ultimates. God. I mean, that's what they're I mean, going I feel for. Like it's the, a bunch the, of teens. And the more accurate point of comparison is that Cloak and Dagger series you hate from the 80s. Uh, no, because it's not a teen. It's clearly trying to do Young Avengers, Charlotte, just because you don't... <laughs> I mean, it's not successful. <laughs> I can... comparison. Okay, all right. It's not successful. No, but... I know. It's trying to do a Young Ultimates thing, but... <sighs> <laughs> so, Michelle Fife... Um, is a uh, a Cuban American. Michelle Pfeiffer book. wrote this. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer wrote this, uh, <laughs> and uh, she's a Cuban American comic book writer and artist who oh, wow. has been writing a series, writing and self publishing a series called Copra uh, since Ooh. 2013. It's still going, um, and apparently it's got like a little cult audience. I have not heard of it or read any of it, but it kind of looks interesting. Although I will say, reading this did not get me jazzed to like go check it out necessarily. Um, although it might be the case of somebody who's moving from, like, total creative freedom into the restrictions of working yeah. in a big two framework and, you know, it just doesn't fit right. So, like, you know, I, I, I'd i still give uh, Copra a chance sometime, maybe. Um, but I think, I, I think this is <laughs> somehow worse than Ultimate FF. One, because it's twice as many issues. And two, it's yeah. more it's And more it has as much to, to tell. It's more confusing to me. Like I had a really hard time keeping track of all the different threads going. It was yeah. How many factions too? are there? Because they even right. had like a graph at the end, and I was still confused. There's sticks and stone. Uh, well, <laughs> there are, th- yeah. Yep. There's these serpent skulls, which include a bunch of okay, names. So characters. that's where I'm confused. Aren't those? Because I thought those were two different factions. Because aren't they like at war with each other, like the skulls and the serpents? But then it was only one team. I was very confused about that. Nope, it's the Serpent Skulls are together as one okay. team. 
oh, and no, that's the like diamondback sidewinder crossbones yeah it's combining yeah. like all these snake captain america snake villains with like crossbones which, like, yeah the separate and... society which is an actual thing in yeah six and six and, and then, then Scourge, yeah, and then there's Scourge, who's also a skull, but he's not with the team. I don't think so. No, he's not like because he's, he's killing them. He's killing the team, trying to you know. But like, he also has a skull mask, which is yes, very confusing, confusing design when you have crossbones. Yeah, I'll say uh, especially as he doesn't have a skull in the <laughs> original universe. Why? Why make it more confusing? <laughs> it has to be. Yes, right. Uh, this is Amilcar Pina is doing the um, the art here. And sorry if I, I mispronounced that. Um, the the art is pretty good. Uh, it changes halfway like, through too, right? Cause yeah, it becomes I think a so. more manga style oh. uh, in the second half. Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's been it's been a few days since I read it, and boy, yeah. these did not stick to my brain. Um, <laughs> there's a few details that stuck, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Giannis Milogiannis, um, which I like. <laughs> I like a name where you have your last name. Your first name is embedded also in your last name. Um, yeah, that stuff's good too. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't love either of these. I think both of them did a really good job. Like I, I like the aesthetic and I like the style of both of these, but the actual page layout, especially in the first batch, uh, does not help with like clarity. Yeah. Um, like what is happening and who is fighting, and there's so many characters, and it's really tough to tell like just actually what's going on. Similar designs, like even to. Like, outside the superhero designs, there was a lot of times where I confused who was Kitty Pride, who yeah. was Bombshell, and who was Spider-Girl, uh, Black Widow, oh, sorry. when they're all in their bikinis, I was like, unless someone was saying their yeah. name, like, in response to the other person, someone would say something, and then another character would be like, Jessica, that was the only way I could tell who these are. Yeah. Like, otherwise, I had no idea. Um, so, I think, like, the main thrust of this, the main superhero stuff, pretty bland and confused and boring and, like, just just a real unfocused mess um to me like i like i mean it was largely that i just had a hard time following and like finding something to cling to that i could care about in the entire comic like is spider-man even in this <laughs> he's so secondary he's, it's really funny to have he's the like big star talking here. them kind of and i don't think yeah. they're aware of it and it's like it has kind of a creepy vibe but it's not He's. I don't know what's happening exactly. He's kind of there, but he's not really halfway. Like mm-hmm. half the time, most of the time, he's here. He's just like pining after Diamondback and hanging out with the uh, thinner Genki. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like he's really horny for uh, Diamondback, one of the uh, yeah. the serpent skulls who like kisses him. At one point, oh, I don't remember if it's him. Someone does kisses somebody in a mask. I think it's him, and yeah, they he talk about Diamondback kisses him. Is it this? I think it's the second time though. It says something about like, ooh, tongue through a mask. And I'm like, what? That's weird. That's very strange. <laughs> I don't think that's an upsetting idea to just be <clears throat> like tonguing the fabric on the inside of your mask while you're kissing somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, really disgusting stuff. Just, you know, walking away from a kiss session and your mask just had a big wet spot all around your lips. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, gross. Um, I, there's a few little details here um between characters that are funny not good <laughs> but like <laughs> uh pretty funny like the girls uh, the girls are all hanging out in their bikinis they're going to the beach and this is jessica drew kitty pride lena baumgartner who's bombshell who we've seen a bunch before and uh tandy bowen who's cloak or dagger rather dagger yeah yeah and um they're all talking about their sex lives which is funny because they write like but to they're... bring up the it took me like at least a minute to be sure whether that's what they were talking about because it's 
it's well, I don't know the way they talk about it is very weird. Like it's it's the way that like a, to avoid it. Yeah, it's very strange. It's like a bunch of twenty to twenty five year old women. I think besides I mean, to me, it's Lane, like it's like Lane. a mom trying to talk about sex with her yeah right, her kid, but like <laughs> exactly. not wanting to actually say the words. Yeah right yes, and none of them actually fess up. They all kind of are like, oh, uh, that's private, and I'm like, your friend like. Okay, it's very strange, and it's also like, why even write, like, you wrote the scene, why write the scene if you want them all to just be like, I'm too nervous to talk about that, I don't want to talk about my sex life. The only thing that comes out of this is that Jessica Drew, (laughs) then, uh, (laughs) they kind of ask her about her sex life, and she's like, I don't have one, but that's because she confesses that she's a clone of Peter Parker, and that means, well, she has a, a woman's body, she has a man's brain, or Peter Parker's brain. And then that means that she likes girls. And that's her confession and her coming out. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of willing to put aside the problematic, you know, uh, old science ideas of, like, a woman's body and a man's brain. Because I think that's just trying to be stupid. Like, I, I don't read anything into that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if you read more. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. that the, like, they could have a kind of interesting story with Jessica... I- Either being a trans woman or a trans man, mm-hmm. and they just decided to make Peter Parker a lesbian, which is very funny to me. <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah, it, it's good because I mean, I I really do, I don't even think that's on their radar, right? Like the trans stuff. Oh no, definitely not. It's also like, but it's online is... and it's very funny too. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, that that's so funny. It also like you could also read it as kind of reinforcing like a pretty bad heteronormative thing of like, well, girls don't just like girls. It has to be because her brain is a man's brain, right? Like, it's still a heterosexual thing. Like, even yeah. if she has a woman's body, it's still heterosexual because her brain is Yeah, honestly, boy. like, I like it better if Kitty and her were kind of coupled by the end. Like, kind of oh, yeah, they don't do the, anything like, with it. They just do this confession. They don't do anything with it, which okay. drives me crazy. Here's, here's the wild part, though. She then says, uh, you know, I like girls. And they're, all the girls are like, oh, wow. And then she's like, yeah. And I have a thing for redheads, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny and kind of cute, right? Like that, you know, she likes redheads just like Peter Parker, like MJ, yep. like that's kind of, that's cute and funny. And I like chuckled at that. And then she turns to Kitty Pride. <laughs> no, that's not, she doesn't even turn to Kitty Pride because I looked and she actually t- turns to Bombshell. Oh, is it? Well, okay. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was Kitty Pride <laughs> and these girls all look alike. Um, and says, and I like Jewish girls. <laughs> Which is so funny to me. The <laughs> idea that, like, one, that that's not a really creepy thing to say and be, like, very fetishizing <laughs> of uh, yeah. of somebody's, you know, uh, like, religion. And uh, it's not nationality, but ethnicity. It's not ethnicity either. There's a... Culture, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's a whole uh, discussion about the, like... Identity, um, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 you can open a can of worms by calling, you know, like being Jewish, uh, like an ethnicity, because it is not necessarily, it is a religion and, yeah. you know, anyway, whatever, God, I'm not gonna, <laughs> let me just put a marker here, get rid of all this, that's, just like, type. that's the exact dis- the discussion that happened after that scene with yeah. <laughs> <what she> <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I'm just gonna put a marker here and write flop sweat uh, <laughs> under uh, this whole segment. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, I think it's really funny. And the implication is really funny, which is that, like, this fetish for Jewish girls is so imprinted on Peter Parker's DNA. Like, it, it goes down to the genetic level that he's uh, he's into Jewish girls. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I guess the thing is also, like, Jess does have all the memories of Peter. So, like, it's like if Peter was divided into, what, 15 years old and half of it's, half of him still remained Peter Parker and the other half started living a life as Jessica Rue. So she still has the personality and identity of Peter up until a point. So it would make sense that like romantic preferences, stuff like that would still be the same. But the way it's done is still very weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. I think it's weird to be like, I dated Kitty Pride and now I'm into, I just like Jewish girls. Very, very into <laughs> Jewish girls. Um, yeah. Yep. Anyway, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And it, um, like it feels like they're going somewhere with Kitty because like they're kind of roommates during the whole thing. Like they're always hanging out together and stuff, mm-hmm. rubbing like, each other's backs n- with lotion, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, yeah. And by the end, it's just like, no, Jess is f- like has a crush on her and is flirting with her as a joke, and Kitty knows about it, but they don't do anything with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> your voice gets so your voice got really high there in a really funny way i'm very confused uh, about it uh, <laughs> you know what? Actually, usually... uh, na- did you hear that uh, natalie portman called this the gayest comic in the ultimate <laughs> <laughs> and she's not wrong technically yeah uh, no colossus has a boyfriend canonically that's probably the gayest i was oh, that's, that's the true. funny part is that like not doing anything with this it's 2014 like Plenty of Marvel comics have at this point. So, anyway, um, oh, I love that the this- <laughs> the the gay representation in the Ultimate Universe is uh, limited to Sue Storm's gay best friend, um, Colossus being gay, and Peter Parker being a lesbian. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Colossus, I think is a pretty good character. Well, until they just kind of forget about it, uh, I think. But- yeah, <laughs> he was gay yeah. until he wasn't the character. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh true. no, until he did drugs. Sorry. Yeah, well, I mean that's it's just it's just real life, you know. <laughs> Is yep, that uh, gay people like to take? <laughs> oh, I forgot the name of the drug. Uh, drugs that bring out your mutation. MGH. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't remember what happens in the back half of this. I can't. Like I'm exhausted. What? Uh, it, they fight matter? vermin. Uh, Taskmaster uh, goes after oh them. God, who's again gets... a villain with a skull mask, but who's not part of the Skull Serpents? Mm-hmm. That's um, right. I forgot Taskmaster shows up, and there's a whole thing with like Lana Baumgartner's boyfriend that we're like kind of supposed to really care about, but he's just some like schmo who deals drugs, and he looks like such a tool, and he gets killed immediately, and the rest of like Lana Baumgartner's violently. Arc. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nasty. Um, yeah. The all-new Ultimates issue number 12, the cover is a Where's Waldo tribute, <laughs> which is a really funny yeah. way to end your series, to be like, and it even, like, they know it is, the cover says the final showdown, but it's just like... And kind of, like, promises a, a fun, like, Squirrel Girl vibe, and that's not all what this comic is. No. No, it's uh, it's very confused, and it's very messy. Um, I, I could see, like, uh, I don't want to give it too much credit... I could see somebody who, like, if they get their... If Michel was able to, like, get his feet under him, I could see all this stuff being, like, interesting. Like, Christopher Priest kind of does this, right? In Black Panther, we're talking about that over on My Marvel's here. He has a million little threads running all That's at once. rough comparison as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not... I'm only comparing the idea that it's, like, seven yeah, different yeah. threads happening all at once, but he really balances them well. Like, the pacing of that comic, I think, is 
really well done, especially if you read like many issues at once, like you feel like you're kind of in the hands of someone who like knows where they're directing your attention and is yeah. like eking out the story little bit by bit here and there. And the threads are all starting to like wind together here. It's just like a lot of random stuff happening side by side. And I guess it connects sometimes. There's <laughs> there's a funny thing with Scourge, where Scourge is just killing criminals. He's kind of like a punisher, uh, but he's killing like just even more indiscriminately. And <laughs> and then they, he gets caught by the police and they're interrogating him. And then he just starts talking, like has this racist screed about like, yeah, I'm live and let live. But, you know, when the blacks and Latinos like impact my way of life, well, it's no surprise that they're the ones behind all this crime, blah, blah, blah. Like just some blatant racist stuff in the cops <laughs> and i don't the thing is i don't think this is parody and it, it could be or a satire but I, maybe it is and i'm missing it the police like the, that we're following like one of the cops that we've been following all along and like has not shown herself to be like a bad person is like you know i kind of thought there was actually something to this scourge guy until i found out that he was just a racist <laughs> and it's like that's <laughs> such a funny like uh i don't know um like, bougie liberal thing of, like, you know, tisk-tisking about, like, oh, the criminals, like, all these criminals who kill themselves, but then, like, bring, you know, racism into it. Make make him mean about, uh you know, say some racist things, and all of a sudden, they're not behind it But anymore. then also, like, he's, he's broken out by some white supremacist group, mm -hmm. but then he, like, fights Turns against them. them, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I might be a criminal, but I'm not a racist. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an. I mean, it's nothing. It's yeah, it's real weird. very confused, very scattered. Uh, he does. He ends it with being like, "Thank you, everybody, for giving me a shot." And I was like, "I think that's gonna be it, <laughs> probably." And I don't think he has returned. I think he's still working on Copra, but I don't think he's returned to um, Big Two Comics. He did. Um, yeah, he did some Savage Dragon. Uh, Eric Larson's Savage Dragon. Okay. that's about it. Um, yeah, so pretty bad. Also pretty bad, yeah. I think. Yeah. nothing really much more to say about it than and i i, I don't know i i get surprised sometimes by the comics where i'm like i think this was just doesn't work and then i kind of get some feedback of like oh no i really like that and i'm like oh okay i'm like and i never know what that's gonna be <laughs> you know like uh, what episodes are gonna be controversial so i did look these up i looked both of these up on amazon to just see what the general vibe of reviews are and both of yeah. these have like a 2.9 and a 3 on Amazon, which for Amazon, for comic books, that's bad because people just indiscriminately give five stars to, like, I mean, Dazzler yes, the I movie. Agree. Like, I'll also be curious about why <laughs> reading the specifics in the reviews. Uh, do you want... This is <laughs> let, let's do a, a little segment of Amazon said it best because there is some yeah. funny stuff in here. Uh, for Ultimate FF, fantastic story. Ultimate Universe set up for Secret Wars 2015. Also, Tony Stark and Iron Man really likes to eat shawarma because there is a Tony Stark wants to get shawarma joke oh, yeah. here, which is just, yeah. uh -huh. a, it's not even a joke about the MCU. It's literally just like being like, I'm doing the same joke they did <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, I found this book to be really good. It's written by the same guy who wrote Ultimates Disassembled, Hunger, and Two of the Cataclysm tie-ins. Uh, sadly, this book got canceled, so the story was cut short. Uh, that's FF, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking like the ultimate, all new ultimates. Like oh, what's... Yeah. Let's see. Because uh, I, I oh. wouldn't be surprised if the like. I think people are there was like some... this slightly better. Oh yeah, thirty. It's got a okay. four stars okay. with thirty-two reviews. Oh okay, I thought you were saying that all new ultimates has like had like two or three stars. 
worth the <laughs> the top review worth your time? No. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> um great story, but the art actually you know what's funny is uh looking through these, people hate the art on both those comics, Ultimate FF and this one, and I'm like that's the interesting part. Like the interesting part about both these comics is the art is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um cuz at least it's a u- unique style, but people really don't like the art, especially the stuff that we like with the uh, Spider-Ham stuff. So great like that's some really it's really good, good. I, I don't know I mean, I mean people want to kind of just stick to the like you know jim lee school or bagley school Which of uh, mind-boggling stuff. to me in, like, i mean it's what, good stuff but it is yeah it, i i mean i think that's good but it is that's like the standard right? i don't that's want like, that to be every comic like, right that's, exactly yeah that's all right we got we got to move on we're already oh my god we're almost yeah. to an hour we haven't talked about spider-man we got <laughs> we have a lot <laughs> ultimate spider-man volume one number 200 um i just found out this one goes on the list and it definitely does uh someone pointed this out and i added it back to the list because i had had missed this uh it is the a gathering for peter parker and it's it's a little bit of a like i feel like we already kind of had this (laughs) weirdly enough it wasn't it was like post post the death of peter parker there was an issue that was like just full of like it was kind of like, and here's why Peter Parker ruled, <laughs> and uh, and Brian Michael Bendis kind. Of, it was like a little bit of a, um, what's the word, uh, like a retrospective on the series as well as Peter Parker, like through his funeral, yeah. and it was good. Like I liked it, fine, it fit. This is the same thing, and I think it's also fine. It's just kind of weird to do it twice. Um, it's, it's a sp- like, do you have the timeline of when this came out, and then when Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man came out, because. It's very weird to do that right before what happens in uh, Miles Morales. <laughs> well, this comes out first because the last yeah. panel of this is somebody peeking out of the bushes at Ooh, yeah. the uh, the <laughs> memorial. And then yeah. we find out later that it's Peter. So. Very weird. Okay, so here, here's very my, weird. my overall statement for these comics. I think they're generally very well done comics that continually make story choices that I am frustrated and uh annoyed <laughs> there there's yeah. a lot of stuff that it does here where i'm just like really is this where you wanted to go like you have miles morales and like and what you're doing that's new is really nice and like good stuff and then like a lot of the story choices um uh, really frustrate me so yeah the the eulogy issue is good i don't know did you like this the uh i liked it the kong yeah. is back for like three panels that's kind of mm-hmm. good i like kong um, yep, it, I like yeah, yeah. Uh, Genki giving uh, giving Gwen Stacy some Legos and her like really liking it and even kissing him because of how much. Which that part was kind of weird, but like I, I, I would have bought Genki that was, if she had kissed him on the cheek. Her giving yeah. him a big old kiss on the mouth. I'm like, this is turning into like nerd wish fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, kind of, uh, but that, like I like the. Yeah. That's funny for to me that uh, Mai's like you can't give Gwen some Legos. She she won't like it. She you don't. And then she actually really likes Legos. That's oh, that that's me. cute and fine. I would have yeah. I would have bought it if she kissed him on the cheek. Her her grabbing a fourteen year old and kissing him full on the mouth in front of everybody. Yeah. I'm a little like she's over so overwhelmed with, and we don't even find out what it is. Um, yeah, it's just a Lego present. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's fine, and it's a it's a showcase for a bunch of artists to come back in. Um, not not all who have worked on Spider Man, but a lot, I think. It's Marquez, it's uh, Bagley, Mark Brooks, Stuart Immonen, David LaFuente, and Sarah Pacelli all come back to do like these big double splash pages. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's a it's a good issue. Really I'm weird glad that like it's, here. it's about each character picturing what their life would be if 
uh, Peter was still alive. And everyone, mm-hmm. like, Iceman and Human Torch, I think, are like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have all those superhero adventures, stuff like that. And then Kitty's, like, version of that is just her being a lovey-dovey couple with Peter. Yeah, their wedding and stuff. Weird. I, I thought that was kind of cute. I mean, it doesn't fit with the kitty we've known. It we've doesn't been seeing. fit at all with the kitty we've seen for years, but it, yeah, I guess. Kinda yeah, weird. I mean, it kind of fits with the kitty that Brian Michael Bendis has written in these comics enough. So, like... I don't know. I don't know. That that worked fine for me, uh, if I can just kind of segment it away in my head. But the, uh, the, <laughs> the one that was funny to me is, like, Mary Jane... Or not Mary Jane. Um, Aunt May being, like... He would have developed technology for the police and uh, and created a oh, yeah. team, <laughs> a super team of like police Spider Man, <laughs> like a paramilitary yeah. troop to crush criminals in the street. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. May isn't the the wokest of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, and then she repeats verbatim the uh, the same thing that Scourge said uh, about uh, the different That's races. <laughs> Yeah, she says, like, word for word Wait, the what? same stuff about all the different races um, and crime and why they should be squashed like insects. Uh, it's really strange. Oh, okay, you're making a joke, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, anyway, the, uh, the the story thing is at the end, someone's peeking through the bushes. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. the that's the big story moment. That's that's what we're all here for. We read 30 pages of emotions just people, to get to... People peeking through bushes here? That's, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're um, here for. And the, the ultimate... Semen. And, and it's the... Peter Parker is back. He's alive. Norman Osborn is also alive. Norman Osborn is alive because he's been kept by S.H.I.E.L.D., right? How many times mm-hmm. has Norman died and then be, been secretly held by S.H.I.E.L.D. in a facility? Twice, I think. More than I, I think, can count. I think this is the second death and then him coming back. Uh, um, it feels like it has happened so many times. So I think these are really well done comics. I think these are the, the art is great. Uh, David Marquez's art. Is excellent. Yeah. I think the writing, Bendis is still like, I think Bendis is doing like good work with the, the character writing. I think like the emotions between the characters and all the like character tension stuff is good. Like this feels like Bendis writing at his peak for me as far as like story construction and stuff. And same with like the, the art, the construction of these comics, I think is like Bendis as good as he's ever been on Ultimate Spider-Man. Like really good stuff. Yeah. I just think bringing Peter Parker back is such a mistake. Yeah, and I and I, I walked think, in. Like, yeah, please. I think it. I don't know. It kind of works issue, but like, no, it's not even that it works issue issue. But like you said, like in the craft and how the comic is written, that part works. The big ideas I just don't follow at all. Like him bringing back Peter Parker, and you're meant to think like, oh, he's some kind of clone, or he's like an imposter. But no, it's actually Peter who just woke up after dying, and it's not explained. He just woke up in the lab, mm-hmm. and yeah, it really undermines everything that's been going. That's been and that's going it. On that's all you ever hear. And so it's like so much of this is a big mystery. Why is Peter back? How is Peter back? And then the answer you get is, mm, yeah. do, I, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's just back, and that's the important part. Which, like, if it was, I'm fine with hand waving away plot stuff. If it's leading to something, like if it's at the purpose of something interesting, right? You're building something and like on its own, that's interesting enough, right? Like Peter yeah. Parker coming back. I but, really want to see that. So like, I don't but this really is need the whole basis of the series is that this right. is a new, yes. pe- this is a new Spider-Man after Peter Parker died. So you, you really need and, and and that I, again away. I wanted to walk into it with like, because I knew this was happening. I saw, you know, we saw him peeking out of the bushes and I was like, that's clearly Peter Parker. And I was thinking like, 
I want to walk into it with the same open heart that I did with Spider-Man No Way Home, where I knew it was going to be full of these cameos, and, like, give them a chance to justify it, right? Like, I'm not going to already be opposed to this. And Spider-Man No Way Home, I think, actually really justifies what I think could otherwise be a very, like, cheap tactic to use of, you know, just like, oh, it's all your favorites, they're back. This doesn't. There's nothing to this. And, and like, the closest thing I could think of is... Every time Peter is on screen, I'm like, you're... You shouldn't be here. There's something weird about you. I don't trust you. <laughs> and I don't think you're supposed to feel that, at least not for most of the series. But like by the end, like he's if we we're, we're meant to think that he's going to build a life with MJ something like that. But I'm like no, I this is not a happy moment. He's weird. He's dead. He shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he it, it doesn't add to anything. Um the Yeah. The, the only thing I could think of is that it is, you could, like, see it as a passing of, like, he takes the web shooters from Miles, Miles is fighting Norman Osborn, Peter Parker. we had that in Spider-Man. Right, like, exactly. Spider-Man was that. <laughs> that's my point, is that you get this, you get yeah. a passing of the mantle moment here where he, like, gives the web shooters back to Miles, and he's like, no, you're Spider-Man, and he leaves, drives off into the sunset with Mary Jane. Yeah. If, if but we had that, right, you're right, we had he, this like, already. died or, like something disappeared like really disappeared by the end like he didn't stick around i could see that as like no okay, i'd be even more annoyed by pe- that i think <laughs> i think i'd be more annoyed by that because then it would oh, be really? like i hate i hate fake outs like these long term like no, but oh, not it's... as a fake out but as like oh he's we're realizing that no he's he's not the actual peter parker he's a clone and we're like this is a, a passing of the torch, but, like, Miles is the one who's sticking around. Peter doesn't stick around. He's just, like, one Well, he doesn't stick around. He leaves, him. and we don't see him again in the Ultimate Universe. But he's still in yeah. the universe. Like, he's still... Peter Parker yeah. is still alive in the universe. Well, like, I, yeah, I just looked up the, the Marvel fandom, and he barely shows up again. <laughs> like, but, he shows well, up in some later he crossovers. He barely shows stuff. up again, but he's... I don't know. I mean, who cares? Like... Yeah. In what remains of the Ultimate Universe after the end of the Ultimate Imprint, like Peter Parker is back to being the Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe, which is very, it's very weird. strange. Very yeah. weird. Okay, so yeah, I, I just didn't, I don't like that stuff. Uh, also, Norman Osborn kills JJJ, and then it's never remarked upon. Um, yep. which is a very little bit weird. of a bummer. Like, I, I mean, it's fine if he, you know, JJJ can die, but then. It literally never gets mentioned. <laughs> like, no one talks yeah. about it. No one goes to his funeral. Like, he just gets his head exploded with, like, it's his face burnt off. And then we get six more issues, and I don't think it comes up. Like, no. I'm fairly certain, like, like... The character of JJJ comes up in All New Ultimates because the the heroes are like, oh, JJJ promised to help us in every any way he can, so maybe mm-hmm. we can go to him for some funding, and then it doesn't happen, and it's never brought up again. Mm-hmm. Yep, very strange. Uh, very strange to kill off, like, one of the more notable and, like, beloved characters, and then, like, and not just like, kill him off, but then fun just... new place in the Spider-Man world, like... And I liked his last scene, like, it's... Dynamic. Yeah. It's it's not even a problem with, like, how they killed him off. I think it's just strange to kill him off, I and I think then that scene is very good, like, with yeah. Norman Osborn, like confessing to him or like mm-hmm. him forcing him to do like a journalistic interview and then JJJ trying to kill a Norman but failing to do so that's yeah. like I think that was a very good scene with like some pretty good tension mm-hmm. but yeah it's weird weird decision and weird like doesn't pay off at all yeah I agree I agree the second thing that I don't really love <laughs> from this is that uh, Miles dad comes back he left him after Miles confessed and Miles has been living on his own he's at the school 
uh, and he doesn't have a father around, he comes back and tells his whole story. And this, again, is the, like, great construction. The actual, like, formal choices happening here are excellent, and I don't like the story at all of <laughs> yeah, Jefferson I Davis. Were say, oh, this is the great classic story of Spider-Man's parents actually being involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. And <laughs> it is <laughs> that, right? International I guess, spies. Yeah, I was gonna... I, yeah. It's funny, because I, I compared it to that in my head, but I didn't actually really draw the line of, like, that they're both, um, like, secretly S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Um, yeah. It, it is the same reveal of, like, yeah, Miles' dad used to be a spy for Nick Fury trying to take down Kingpin. Which is, um, like, by itself, I like the idea of, like, a a flashback to Kingpin's rise to power. And that's with a different art style that kind of looks like 90, 80s, 90s mafia movies, stuff like oh, that. Oh, it looks great. Like, the, and it's, it's the same really artist. Fun. And Kingpin <laughs> looks really good in, in mm-hmm. that art style. I really, but I'm like, just tank- impressed that Marquez actually just switches art styles. I thought it was, you know, yeah. they brought in a new artist for the flashback. Yeah, me too. But yeah, no, he just swaps art styles. But then it's 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 Miles' dad and uncle who were tied to that, and so from the beginning, Miles' dad was like new Nick Fury and was Nick Fury's secret agent inside Kingpin's thing. Which why I really mm-hmm. I, I I never like like. Spider-Man's parents or any hero's parents being secretly tied to to the bigger yeah. world of heroes and and spy, especially the spy stuff, which is never my favorite. Yeah, I um, agree. It doesn't fit the character at all. It feels very very flimsy. Yeah. But uh, and beyond that, like Miles' dad just coming back after leaving his kid for like what three weeks without yeah, a word, yeah. and then coming back like, oh, uh, let me explain to you my origin story, and then everything will be fine. That's what. Excuse yeah, me? That, you yeah. have some... Like, no, that's not how that works. Well, they had to finish up the Norman Osborn story first, so... I guess. Uh, yeah, I, like, so... Uh, yeah. It's the same idea for me. Really well done comic that's, like, making choices that I don't particularly like. Uh, a choice A choice I actually do really like is that um, Miles is dating Kate Bishop, who is not a Hawkeye uh, here. No, she's, she's just, just a random girl from his class. Yeah, and he decides... He, like deliberates a lot about whether to tell her that he's spider-man and i really like this this is like that classic bendis teen drama tension stuff that i think works yeah. really and it's well that he can go like go speak to mj and ask yes her, like, that's are a you great glad that told you that's a really really good scene yeah that, that's one of the standout scenes and yes right because it like it feels it feels really like lived in right like you you yeah. have all the you know these characters you know what they've been through and like and having her perspective on it and like her advice is very like informed by everything that we've seen before it's great um yeah I, that that was actually the scene that really like popped all this out for me um and then he tells her and she freaks out and runs away and he's kind of assuming it's because it's like too much or too frightening or upsetting to her what's really happening is that <laughs> she's it's a little bit of runaways vibe here where like her whole family is oh, uh, yeah. hydra know, yeah. and like yeah. she's you know finding or she's not just finding out her family's villains but like she knows uh, i will say there's some insanely this, this is some all-time great bendis writing uh <laughs> people who are not white men <laughs> writing here uh which is he writes some dialogue between the two teen girls kate bishop and her older sister and her older sister is like trying to figure out what's wrong and kind of just thinks kate's on her period <laughs> and it's just bendis oh, being no, that's that's not how I read that, because she says, like, she says just that it's because Miles did something, and I think her sister thinks no, her Miles sister th- assaulted her or something? Yeah, or, you know, yeah, got pushy sexually or something. No, first yeah. she thinks that, yes. 
And then she denies it. And then she's just like, oh, are you having dot, 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 girl troubles? Uh, which is just a really funny idea that, like, you know... That, yeah, teenage <laughs> girls is... talk about it like girl troubles. Yeah, and then she's like, do you have that not-so-fresh feeling? And it's like, just ask her if she's on her period. Like, it's really funny that Brian Michael Bendis thinks that, like, everybody is probably just as cagey about talking about periods <laughs> as, yeah. as he would be. Like, it's a conversation that he would have with, like, his teenage daughter. <laughs> well, maybe not the, the second part. But, uh, yeah, that, I think that was really funny. Um, and uh, I like that. I think I think that's, like, a really fun dynamic uh, to have that's a right? fun idea the, of like the the usual superhero inter- interpersonal relationship of like oh do i tell my girlfriend about my secret identity that then devolves into supervillain stuff that's like that's a cool idea and a cool new way of doing that i guess and it's good tension for kate bishop too because you like genuinely feel bad for her right she's like between a rock yeah. and a hard place because she's not a supervillain like- well, you do no until they hand wave it away. Feel pity for her, like <laughs> yes. everyone is just incredibly mad at, at her, and like uh-huh. I, I get that, but then it never evolves into like Miles then having some time to reflect and then understanding that it was a complicated situation for her. He's just like by the end, he's just completely ba- blaming her, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that like so this is the issue with these comics is I think by like number. I think 10, 11, 12 is the, like, Hydra stuff. And it's the Hydra stuff. Dr. Doom comes in as a leader of Hydra who's, like, he's planning on um, creating a, like, uh, collaboration with Hydra. Like, the Latvian forces and Hydra are going to start collaborating together. And this is yeah, the beginning of them working. A, a student exchange program between Latvia uh, <laughs> and Hydra. <laughs> exactly. And then it's also the wrap-up of ultimate spider-man it's the end the end of the entire universe i think this is this is the final issue in the ultimate universe before you get to like the end stuff that we're not going to read because it's all secret wars tie-in um and like without spoiling and like without spoiling any specifics like it's not a secret that miles story and this miles story continues in the main universe yeah and like i'd be curious of seeing how much that comic feels like a direct sequel to this because this doesn't feel like an ending at all. Like this is the end of like twenty two thousand two, sorry, two hundred and fifty issues or something of Ultimate mm-hmm. Spider Man by Ben Michael Mendes. Very weird. Very very weird. Yep. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it, it feels rushed at the end. You get to the beginning of issue twelve and like actually issue eleven. I think lists all the running threats that are happening. And it's like, how will these all finish in our epic finale in number 12? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, how will you do that? <laughs> and then it's done be- by rushing it all. Um, yeah. Like, you get a page for a lot. And even you get, like, halfway through the comic and you're still like, nothing's been resolved. What are you waiting for? And then a lot of it actually happens off screen. It's like a funny moment where, like, Miles is at the, uh, like, under Hydra's power. And, like, he almost escapes. And then they have a gun on him and uh it looks like the tables have turned <laughs> and then it cuts away to i think cloak and dagger is that who's breaking in some other yeah, uh he- heroes the, breaking the, in the ultimates break in yeah and then like they break in and miles is already uh destroyed yeah. like hydra um yeah it's a uh, it's pretty wild so like th- they just kind of cut a lot of stuff out I, I don't mind that as a construction uh the, like that it happens off screen but um it is it's just kind of uh it feels rushed because you know what's happening. And it's it's just a bummer. It's a bummer that the entire Ultimate Universe ends with, like, 
okay, and then everything is done. Uh, this threat is over, and then they step outside, and there's, like, a planet floating outside the atmosphere, and it's, like, to be continued, and Secret Wars crossovers, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, well, um, <laughs> I, part of it is expectations, part of it is, like, one of the nice things, and we can transition this into our discussion of the Ultimate Universe as a whole, like, one of the nice things about the Ultimate Universe is you can read all of it, right, like we did over a couple of years, and it was, like, I can't remember the total number count, uh, uh, issue count but it's, <laughs> it's like 300 issues right it's a lot but it's not insane it's not i mean it's like half a year of 616 <laughs> like now right it's it's not that much um in for it to just kind of end as if it's not one big thing like for it just to kind of keep picking up series it's kind of like 616 where like a series would end but even a good run in 616 would often end with like a satisfying conclusion right yeah. like you have to have some kind of finale that like feels satisfying and feels like it's reflecting on what we've done before and you know tying it up and making a point or something and it kind of just doesn't uh kind of just is like and to be continued and we should mention there is like a last series of the ultimate universe which is called ultimate end Mm -hmm. which is a five issue miniseries that like really ends the universe and leads into the the secret wars events uh that was going on at the time that is the reason uh why it ended Mm -hmm. um don't read it if you don't want to get spoiled on Secret Wars and that like Hickman 2015 Avengers stuff. Yeah, don't because jump it's... straight to that. Like if you're going to do it, yeah. then go read the entire Secret Wars. Uh, yeah, cuz it's going to spoil you on some big And honestly like it it is an end of sorts, but it doesn't like I I read it for this and it to me it doesn't really work as an ending for the Ultimate Universe. It j- I don't know it's a, it's a weird series that w- will not give you the satisfaction you're looking for after reading mm. uh, these uh, last uh, last series. That's a bummer. We will and we'll we'll return to it when we do um, Secret Wars for my Marvel this year in, in a like couple years. years. <laughs> um, probably two, like two years, yeah. I bet. Okay. Yeah, something like that. It's fifteen years away from where we are in the club. Uh, fifteen like publication yeah. years. So I bet that's two real years, maybe three. Um. But we'll we'll come back to this, you know. Maybe we'll actually put out another a bonus episode of my ultimate year, yeah. <laughs> return to it to wrap everything up. But or we'll just cover it alongside my this year. So don't um, unsubscribe for the feed from the feed because maybe yeah, well, in two years you'll have a new episode. That's good. Yeah, you're right. That's good context to know uh, what you're saying, right? That like if you're like, well, yeah. this is not a satisfying conclusion. I better go read that, uh, and that it's not there it's either. Not really. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's it. That's the ultimate universe. We're done. My uh, yeah. my bargain with Lucifer is complete. My soul has, I can feel it being unshackled right now. Uh, the the deal I made with the devil <laughs> to have to read all these comics. <laughs> um, and uh, someone in the and Slack, you, <laughs> all that's left is the deal you made with Mephisto to read every other comic in existence for extra issues. <laughs> yes, every <laughs> every Vertigo comic. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, I like. Um, Somebody, someone in the Slack, more McGill asked, do you feel any different having read all of the Ultimate Universe? <laughs> I'm like, no. Yes, I, I feel like I, I have acquired all the power in the universe. Um, okay, I mean, so here, here's my question to you. If someone asks, should I, should I read the Ultimate Universe? What would you say? It depends on the person. If that person is like, well, I'm, I already like Marvel Comics, and I, I, I'm curious about that. I've read a few series. I, I, is that worth it? Like... 
if you like comics, if you're curious, yeah, take your time. Like, don't do it all in one month. Like, get it across a long period of time, like, kind of like we did. Um, but yeah, if it's like a newcomer, it's like, oh, I want to start getting into comics. Should I read the whole Ultimate Universe? D- don't do it. Please. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. do- read it. If you want to read the, the whole Ultimate Spider-Man, I'd say yes. Like, go for it. Mm-hmm. The whole Ultimate Universe, that's... Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> and that's I, a lot of, like, medium to bad comics. Like, the ratio of good comics to very boring comics is not that good. Yeah, I agree. Which is just true of, you know, big two comics in general, right? Like, it might even yeah, be but, a slightly better here, batting like, average there here. is a way more... There is a feel of having... Being way more restricted, like, way thinner line of uh, of comics, like... At any point, there was a maximum of five comics being put around by the Ultimate Universe, I guess, mm-hmm. which is like not that much, uh, but it's still like it's still very pretty bad ratio overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think by having fewer comics, the ratio is probably better than six one six. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, I, I've said it before on the show. This is this was really how I got into Marvel comics. You know, I read a bunch of the Ultimate Universe way back when from yeah. my public library. I read Ultimate Spider. I think I read all the way up to, like, Ultimatum, more or less, just in trade paperbacks. Um, I would recommend that, more or less. Like, there's there's some stinkers in there in the early, like, Ultimate Adventures, I think, is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, up to Ultimatum, like, that, that's a good way... I, like, there's some bad stuff in there, especially, like, Ultimate Fantastic Four gets really bad. I think it's kind of boring to begin with, but okay, especially if you haven't read Fantastic Four. It's okay. Um, but yes, like, Spider-Man, right? Like, if you're interested in Spider-Man, you could just read all of Ultimate Spider-Man, start to finish. Yeah. And I think you'd get, like, a pretty complete package. Like, you might miss a little bit, you know, what's happening elsewhere in um, crossovers and stuff. But, like, I think for the most part, you could just read that and you'd be fine. So I'd like, I would recommend that. And then I would recommend what Miller does. Like Miller's work on X-Men and then Ultimates, I think is really good stuff. And then um, Ultimate Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, Ultimate Avengers. I like that series. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> Do you remember how uh, it takes all of our favorite, actual favorite superheroes and just makes them gag characters <laughs> that they have yeah. to retcon later? Do you remember, uh, do you remember Ultimate uh, Luke Cage? Because they certainly uh, did things with him. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually remember Ultimate Luke Cage. I remember they him. did nothing with him. He was oh, in like yeah. the in the Defenders in Ultimates two or yeah. three, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no, but I I would say that if you if you're curious about the Ultimate Universe after having read like because before studying uh, my Ultimate Year, all I'd all I'd read about the all I'd read of the Ultimate Universe was like. Ultimates 1 and 2 and like the first two or three trades of uh, Miller's Ultimate X-Men and Bendis's uh, Ultimate Spidey. Oh, and mm-hmm. uh, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. And honestly, like, there's a feeling to... There's a feeling to those first series, including also, like, I guess, the, the Ultimate Galactus trilogy. Like, that part of the universe up until Ultimatum that feels like one universe. And after Ultimatum... I feel like the Ultimate Universe started getting a completely different feeling, mm-hmm. which is which makes sense because it's like ten years later. Um, but I feel like that first decade of Ultimate Comics is its own thing, really. And if you're expecting like towards the end for it to feel the same, it's it's a very different world, very and the characters are all very different, and it's 
it loses that specificity of the the ultimate universe being significantly significantly distinct from 616 and by the end i don't think that's really true anymore oh yeah right because i i think the first half like if we're using ultimatum is the dividing point between the first half and the second which which i think is fair the first two thirds because i mean as far as the amount of comics it's probably the first half but like ultimatum is the ultimate universe starts in 2000 i think ultimatum is 2009 and the ultimate universe ends in 2014 2015 yeah we this is the 34th episode that we've done ultimatum was episode 22 so yeah it's about two-thirds of the way through um i think before that you're you're right i think before that like one of the big disappointments of the ultimate universe is like hey you have a big sandbox to completely recontextualize all these you know classic stories and then oftentimes those recontextualizations are incredibly slim um and very surface level stuff they don't actually really change too much up even in spider-man which i quite like is often like too beholden to 616 history uh and yeah, past. I mean, it'll be like they have a new costume basically 616 kingpin that's was true for most villains in ultimate spider-man yeah like, i mean the relationship between spider-man and him is a little different like that that's the strong part of that is that like yeah. spider-man's reaction to him and the way he views him like as a kid who doesn't understand how a man gets away with all this uh i think is good but, then but you like get, like the ultimate ultimate team up series which is spider-man with other characters and those Mm -hmm. other characters are all like the 616 version yeah yep yeah so even if i think that's strong i think like that's the that's easily the biggest failure of the um the ultimate universe is the inability to take advantage of what they had right like i think they they have the ability here to do something really cool and really special and i think I, i think in order to do that it like would often i think most of these comics would have to be given to people who have less respect for the past maybe or less uh, maybe not less respect but less uh like reverence for it and miller does that a little bit right but also um like when you get Loeb and he's doing wild stuff you kind of just feel like Loeb uh, doesn't care but he's just working in the the mode of the day which is you know like nasty grim gritty this is you know let's just make this as like shocking as possible so but I feel like that's only half through because I think you'll agree with me that overall our favorite series in this, like our favorite long series was Spidey. And Easy, Bendis yeah. has mm-hmm. huge love and respect for like the original version of Peter Parker. But, he but he's just makes... he's mostly just writing a really good Spider-Man series, right? It is not yeah. like the, the distance between 616 Spider-Man and this Spider-Man is not that huge. And it's really just a what he like. I could see a world in which this Spider-Man series takes place in 616 and it's just like the teen adventures of Peter Parker and you just transport this to 616 and this is just a side series that kind of is retelling stories from the past. But my question is, is what 616 Spidey comics would you put above Ultimate Spider-Man in like your enjoyment of them? (sighs) Because to me, there's not that many. Yeah. Um... It's tough. I mean, I really love the Ditko stuff, and I really love yeah. the um. Oh God, who came immediately? I, mean, I feel like the only after Ditko. the original Lee Ditko and then Romita. Romita, ran, yes, like yep. would be there for me, and then like Craven's then Last it, Hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this. Yeah, but but even that, yeah. like, it, it's a little like it's different, right? Because these are like we kept we said it a million times. These are fun and snappy. Like I, I want to say fun, right? Like in the way that like they're. It's kind of like an MCU movie, 
right? Like it just goes down easy. It's pretty like it's not difficult, but it feels pretty fulfilling. It doesn't, I don't know how to put it. It's not fulfilling, like, <laughs> intellectually, but, like, it's uh, it's just enjoyable, and you know what you're getting, and it's consistent. He is super yeah. consistent. But it's uh, it's consistent, but it's it evolves. Like, yeah. the status yeah. quo evolves, like, when the story advances. Like, it has to, because it's 15 mm-hmm. years. And it has to, but it doesn't really in 616. And that's yes, one of the right. problems yeah. with... Yeah. Six and six, Peter Parker, and like and Miles. That's Miles kind is... of really impressive that they managed to do that over the course of fifteen years in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, I agree. Especially like the commitment to really, well, really killing off Peter Parker, you know, for a while at yeah. least, and uh, and having Miles. I mean, even when Peter comes back, it's not like we have two Spider Man, and yeah, it's, it's like still it's not it's story. not backpedaling on you know making Miles Spider Man, um, yeah. and uh, and Miles, you know, Miles is a great addition, even though Miles is just kind of. Bendis doing more of what he's already good at, um, which is good. Like, he's a great addition, and it's great to introduce something new. Uh, I am curious to see when somebody else gets a chance to write Miles, which will be yeah, a long time be, from now. S- well, which, which, which will be Saladin Ahmed, but I'd, yeah. like 2017, something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a ways off still. It's kind of surprising. He's, yeah. He really sticks to this character. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I still, like, I'll, I still think, yeah, the, the missing out on really doing something uh, fresh and re- recontextualizing stuff, I think, is the biggest whiff here. Um, Spider-Man is the biggest, biggest, biggest success. Excuse me. I think you know the other success is making this accessible for people who want to jump into new comics, and you can't just jump into six one six comics like very easily. I mean, you yeah. can, but it's tough, right? Like it's it's tougher, and it requires a level of um, saying. It, it requires a level of saying to yourself okay, I don't know what this means and I don't care and I have to not care, <laughs> right? Like, I have to let it go that I don't understand the context for everything. Yeah. Or I um, have to be okay with learning what that means via wiki articles. Which is right, how yes, I got or years comics, and years of homework through my marvels here, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think for that, I mean, that this is the purpose that served for me when I was a teenager is this is like how I learned about, you know, this is the first Captain America comic I read. It's the first Iron Man comic I read. It's probably the first... Hol- I mean, any anyone in the Avengers, it's probably, like, some of the first X-Men... Co- my, yeah, it was definitely the first X-Men comics I read. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, I, th- I think it's a great introduction to that stuff. And then, like, y- even if they're not the same characters in 616, you're like, oh, the Fenris twins. I kind of know what their deal is. Like... I, I at least understand their aesthetic. <laughs> um, yeah. You were like, yeah. when you started reading 616 comics, you were really waiting for Magneto to start eating people. Yes. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> this is just so strange. Like, why? Where's the cannibal that I've <laughs> grown to love? Um, yeah. <laughs> based on that one line. So, uh, yeah. Ultimate comics, pretty good. I think having to read all of them <laughs> is. That's my. That's. I mean, that's like uh, me being a parody of myself of being like, yeah. Not bad <laughs> to the entirety when we of just this. spent like twenty minutes saying that uh, the batting average was really low and that we were disappointed. I, by a I lot of guess it. so. It it was yeah. It is. It I, I I well, you think it's slightly lower than I do. I think it's like Maybe. probably like thirty one third good, one third bad, one third just mediocre. I think which that's is fair. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's terrible. Um, and then occasional glimpses of great and occasional glimpses of, like, but some I think of the that, worst things you've ever yeah, read. Yeah, I think the um, where my disappointment lies is that I see glimpses of what could have been. Sure. Like, having yeah. a clearer direction. Like, one thing that keeps coming back to my mind is, like, the post... 
I think it was divided reform United stands where like the ultimates as are leading America and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, there were a lot of glimpses of fun status quo that we couldn't have in 616 that we could have been playing around for a few years in the ultimate universe and yeah. like, they don't really do anything with that. Well, like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's pretty disappointing. I think you can kind of tell editorially that um, Marvel had lost a little faith in this line too, yeah. you know, because just, just by based on like who they're giving the jobs to, right. And we get some great creators, especially artists, right? Like you get some great artists here, but it's artists who haven't proven themselves. Yeah. So I don't think like Marquez or Pacelli had like really become household names for Marvel at the time yet. And this was Ooh. like talking about, Talking about David Marquez, did you see that in, I think it's in Spidey. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is because it's David Marquez uh, drawing. There's one scene, I, I think at the Daily Buggle. Daily, yeah, every time. <laughs> no, it's Google. the Daily Buggle. You got it. Yeah. It's the Buggle. <laughs> at the Daily Bugle, mm -hmm. um, two of the journalists are Brian Bendis and uh, David Marquez. Yeah. And then yeah, at the yeah. police station, there's a guy like with uh, black hair and a black beard and that's like, in the Captain Universe costume. Who's Captain like, Marvel. This is all my fault. I did this. Oh, and that's yeah. Jonathan Hickman. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's Hickman. I didn't know that. I figured yeah, that was a creator. Hickman. There's also, there's another yeah, yeah. person in a slightly offensive uh, Captain Marvel uh, get up who's like predicting the end of the world, I think. Yeah. Uh, who's being hauled in by the police um, that I assumed was another creator. And the joke is just like... I don't think so, but maybe... Yeah, well, it was like a really specific face, which is why I, I kind of thought it was another creator. Yeah. But, oh, that's funny that it was Hickman. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah I picked up on the, uh, the Bendis, but I don't, I don't think I know what Hickman looks like. I know what Brian Michael Bendis looks like. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I'm i glad we did this. Uh, I don't feel... Uh, <laughs> if I could go back in time... I mean, I'm doing it for the show, right? So, like, if I was doing this... I think if I was doing this for my own kicks i probably would have fallen off sometime after ultimatum which is yeah. too bad because there is good stuff like hickman stuff is interesting i kind of like some of the x-men stuff happening and like you said there's um there's like interesting ideas even more than good execution but yeah um yeah i if uh, if you're listening to this and you have read along uh thank you so much like it's really uh yeah. it's really fun to to know that and people I are out I there i hope you are glad of having like <laughs> well yeah i'm glad I, I, because... well i hope like our podcast helped you know, make the yeah. experience a gratifying one, or even if the actual reading was not. Yeah. And I do, I do feel like I am like, I do feel s some kind of a sense of accomplishment. After, like well, I've shouldn't. done it. I've read the whole ultimate universe. That's, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't like, feel that. That's a, that's a false feeling, Charlie. That's a hollow, <laughs> empty feeling. Uh, yeah. Go get a job. <laughs> yep. This is my job. <laughs> I'm sad to report. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, Yes, it's uh yeah, I am I'm glad uh for people. I it was fun the other day on Reddit. I I don't do this very often, but I hadn't for several years, I don't think. I just like name searched my marvelous year on Reddit and I found uh quite a few people just chatting about Reddit or chatting about Reddit. Uh chatting about my marvelous year and also recommending my ultimate year, which was really fun to see. Um, nice. So, cuz I think it's a good jumping in for point for people who are like I don't want to read all those old comics. So Yeah. But now it's done. It's dead. Um it's through. We're done with the podcast. Uh, on to wow. bigger and better things, which I think is fair to say because we're reading Watchmen next. So I think I think it's fair to say bigger <laughs> and better. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything here like, steps up against. Watchmen. I hope if, if you liked uh, my intimate here, I, I hope mm -hmm. like people follow us to to Exposures. 
And like if yeah. if you were only listening to to Miles Metier and reading the the Ultimate Universe, like come come join us on my Marvels. Yeah, it's it's the same thing, but with more <laughs> complicated timelines. <laughs> you know, jump into 1998. Uh, my yeah, Marvelous here. We just we just got we here. I think we're yeah. 99 right now. Yeah, but 98 98's a great place to jump in. It's like rebooting a bunch of the series. It's kind of it's starting very up much on... the beginning of the modern uh, mm-hmm. Marvel universe. Yep. Yep, and it's uh it's like pretty consistently it's it feels more modern. There's a lot of good stuff there. Um yeah. so and it's a good place to jump in. So jump on there, uh make sure you subscribe to the My Marvelous Year feed if you're listening to this on public uh, on our public feeds because that's where extra issues is going to be showing up, uh, I think at least for the time being. And I think that's it. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Charlotte. Thanks, Charlotte, for jumping yeah, into this uh, this show. You know, about halfway through yeah. it, and I really appreciate you. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad this worked out so well. Yeah, it was a real, real nice experience. Like this, I, I can't remember the timeline exactly of how it happened, but I think I joined Ultimate um, MUI before MMY, at least full time. And yes. yeah, really, I was really happy to do so, and it's been it's been great. And Please join the Slack because the like it's a really really cool local mm-hmm. community that That's we fun. have, and yeah. we get to very glad to be part of it on this oh, side uh, well, on this well, side well. of it because I studied uh, on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, if you become a good enough listener, if you're a cool enough listener, maybe one day you'll be hosting a show. No, <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. There's no path to hosting a show. Charlotte was a fluke. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Charlotte. Wow. Charlotte is the exception <laughs> to that. Um, okay. Yeah, All right. I well, th- fluked. I prefer exception to fluke. Thank you. Charlotte is a fluke. <laughs> um, thank you to By Divine Right for our theme music through this whole time. It, it was really fun being able to use that song. I love that song. So to have it in a podcast that uh, I got to to work on, uh, it was really cool. So thank you, By Divine Right. And thank you to listener and fan Cicely for letting us use her image for the um, the artwork for my ultimate year. Um, really appreciate it. That uh, thanks to G's Marty on Twitter for doing our artwork. All right, thank you everyone, and kiss your mom for me. Kiss your aunts for us, I guess. No, thank you. No, that's just yeah. for you. Kiss your mom <laughs> for me. Kiss issues. your aunt for Charlotte. <laughs> See you next yep. issues. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I got issues. I got to shoot.